The season, the football season, is in full swing. A lot like golf, but fun to watch. And the action is still unfolding, so head over to DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. With so many storylines across both professional and collegiate sports, this is the time to check out all that DraftKings Sportsbook has to offer. If you haven't tried the app yet, head to the App Store now, because you don't want to miss this. To celebrate the showdown in Happy Valley, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when placing a bet on either Ohio State or Penn State. Additionally, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. On top of those great sign-up offers, DraftKings offers great odds boosts every Sunday to help you make it rain, like clouds. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick either Penn State or Ohio State, bet $1 on them and cash $100 if they win. That's $1 to $100 when you use promo code DNVR during sign-up for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 years or older. Colorado-only bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to 500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome to, to That's Good Broncos. I'm Brandon. Even though the Chargers and Broncos have the same record, these two teams are heading in very different directions. Perna. Now, Denver, of course, is on their way to heaven because their season is just about dead. And the Chargers to hell, where they will fight back into contention and ultimately just missed the playoffs like Philip Rivers is still there. Today, we will look at unlocking our herbs up here in Denver while the Chargers are in town. And no, that's not a Drew Locke, Justin Herbert, Colorado weed reference. I'm talking about oleander, lily of the valley, and hemlock. Poisonous herbs we will need to sneak into the Chargers Gatorade in order to have a chance to win this game. I knew taking horticulture classes in college would pay off one day. <laughs> yeah. That's good, Broncos. Please make sure you subscribe to the That's Good Broncos podcast. It's on iTunes, the other places you listen to podcasts. Give it a five-star rating. If you want to hear our weekly podcast that goes up on this YouTube channel, I think we do two or three a week. You got to get the app if you want to hear it in your ears. Also, if you're looking for DNVR merch, the best merch store for Colorado sports clothing, use my code PERNA to get a discount at the DNVR locker. Do it. All right, we may be juggling another COVID game. Uh, this one has some questions. The Chargers offensive lineman Ryan Groy tested positive this week. And the Broncos put their offensive line coach Mike Munchak in COVID protocols. And of course, Graham Glasgow tested positive, so the Broncos offensive line has to continue to test negative if they 
want to have a full offensive line play Sunday. Austin Schlotter's men, every chance he gets, should be filling in for Glasgow. And the Chargers already banged up offensive line is in a similar situation. The NFL might be wise to play its first NFL game without any offensive linemen. Ooh, what an idea. Let's start with this game and talk about quarterbacks. Justin Herbert and Drew Locke. The one thing nobody really thought we'd be discussing this season is how much better Justin Herbert has looked than Drew Locke. It's not even close right now either. Sure, Herbert's receivers actually catch his passes, but he's also safer with the ball and makes better decisions on the field. Herbert has had passer ratings of 111, 122, 137 in the last three games. And in those three games, he's fired 10 touchdowns to just one pick. But wait, there's more. He's an absolute stud under pressure. You want the guy with the nickname Horsecock Lock to be the stud, by the way. Herbert's been so good under pressure, I'm giving him the nickname Freddie Mercury. Now I do still have hope Locke can be David Bowie on that collab, but Herbert has been under pressure 43.7% of the time, which is the fourth most this season. And he's completing a ninth best 73.5% of his passes. What more could you ask for from a rookie? Okay, maybe being eighth or seventh best in that category. The worst part is that of the last three love affairs John Elway has had with college QBs, the one he got is playing the worst football right now. Elway liked Josh Allen, Drew Locke, and Justin Herbert. And to really twist the knife in that open wound, which Elway can now do himself with that hand medication he's on, Herbert is very, very tall at a towering six foot six. Just look at this pass smoking herb dropped against the Yagi wires. There's a blitz. Herbert steps into the pocket, maybe the one thing Drew is most scared to do right now, and just drops an absolute dime to you, some fucking guy I've never heard of. That's a clutch throw while his team was trailing to take the lead. Should you ever be in that rare position where you're grappling for the lead with the Jaguars. Now, this, I think, is a make or break game for Drew Locke. Not for his career, but for this season. This will be his third straight week of play since his injury. To me, that means there shouldn't be any excuses in terms of knowing what he should or shouldn't be doing on every down. And if there were any questions as to his shoulder nagging him, I think he should be in the clear. Also, the Chargers have a middle-of-the-road passing defense right now. That can change if the Broncos can block, say, Joey Bosa, but you can pass against this Chargers team. Drew Locke started his career against the Chargers, and today I ask, will he end it? I'm just kidding, I'm not Skip Bayless. <laughs> he and Cortland Sutton, uh, that first time around, beat LA with two touchdown passes and just 134 passing yards from Locke. In eight full games, Locke has passed for 300 yards once, and it was against the Texans. In five starts, Herbert has surpassed 300 yards, and in his other two games, went for over 250. He's got a 12 to three touchdown interception ratio, which when you simplify with math, equals a four to fuck you ratio. Okay, it's four to one, and it really does feel like an FU when you realize Locke has a one to four ratio this season. Locke hasn't thrown a tug since week one. He will need tugs in this game to bring him to completion. 
bring his completion percentage up. Throw some tugs, Drew. Then we've got the Chargers defense versus the Broncos offense. The Chargers defense, like Denver's, has been fighting through some key injuries this season. And unfortunately, like Zach Stevens told us on the That's Good Broncos podcast this week, Chris Harris will not be on the field for the reunion game. He will be on Twitter though, so man your battle stations, Broncos trolls. The real reunion will be with Melvin Gordon, who unlike Chris Harris, uh, who is injured, will play in this game despite Gordon's DUI. Drunk, though, is how the Broncos offense has looked all season. The only game they were any good was against the Jets, who are so bad they'd sober up 11 Jack Kerouacs on the field. Playing the Jets is like going to Betty Ford, and unfortunately when you leave, it's up to you to continue to stay sober. The Broncos offense has not. As you'd expect with Joey Bosa and the other Melvin, uh, they're a top 10 team in terms of pressuring the quarterback. Denver is averaging more sacks per game, and actually Melvin Ingram has had zero sacks this season. The Chargers just feasted with a five sack performance against the terrible Jags line. Bosa leads the team with four and a half sacks, but the guy to keep an eye on is Uchina Nwosu. LA's also blitzing corners and safeties from time to time. Uh, I think the Chargers D got off to a slow start this season and will start to take a lot of risks if they can get early leads with Herbert slinging it. Now, I still do worry about ball security with Melvin Gordon, but other than that, I like him as a running back. And I think Denver needs to be a run first team against LA, who's allowing 113 yards per game on the ground. That's not bad by any means, but do any of you trust the passing game right now? I don't, other than when Tim Patrick is targeted. Drew Locke seemed like the one quarterback who forgets Noah Fant is even on the field, and it feels like Jerry Judy is always about a week away from having his breakout game. And as Next Gen Stats pointed out, Tim Patrick at six foot four is one of the fastest receivers in the NFL on go routes within one second. It's a weird stat to track, but it means he can get off the line of scrimmage as good as anyone. This week, Drew Locke's reads should be Tim Patrick, Noah Fant, check down. Tim Patrick, Noah Fant, check down. That's it. And hey, maybe call a fucking screen pass every now and then, Pat Shermer. Then we've got the Broncos defense versus the Chargers offense. The Chargers are getting points from their offense. Imagine that. In the last three games, they have scored 31, 27, and 39. Two of those were losses though, but they came against Drew Brees and Tom Brady. Scoring 31 points against Tampa is actually very impressive. Only the Saints, week one, have scored more on that stingy defense. The Chargers do not have their Mr. Colorado in running back Austin Eckler on the field, and the Broncos should not let Phillip Lindsley play this week due to last week's concussion. His long-term brain health is not worth trying to help this team get one win against LA in what will ultimately be another losing season. Eckler has played in three full games this season and rushed the ball twice against the Bucks before injuring his hammy. He basically hasn't played in a month and he's still the Chargers leading rusher. That should tell you what their weakness is on offense right now. It's running the ball. Both Joshua Kelly and Justin Jackson are averaging about two yards less per carry than Eckler was. It's almost like they'd welcome Melvin Gordon's 4.3 rushing yards per carry average in his absence. Kelly's decent catching passes out of the backfield, but again, they're not like Eckler. 
All of that is to say, what Justin Herbert is doing at the quarterback position is even more impressive because they are relying solely on his arm and it is delivering. Like Denver, LA's wins have come against two bad teams in the Jaguars and the Bengals. Unlike Denver, they nearly beat the Chiefs in Herbert's first start and were very competitive in three straight games against the NFC South. Receiver Mike Williams has been in and out of the lineup with injuries this year, but he had a huge day against the Saints. He had 117 yards against the Broncos the last time these two teams played, and he always worries me, much more so than Keenan overrated Allen. But the ball catchers scoring touchdowns for the Chargers are guys you've never heard of. Jalen Guyton had three, and Donald Parham of XFL fame had two, and they have combined for 10 receptions on the season. Parham has two catches, both for touchdowns, and at six foot eight, he's hard to cover in the red zone. I do believe the Broncos' secondary is on the up and up. Even though they let Bosby go like nimwits, they performed well against the Chiefs last week. The Mike Purcell injury will hurt the most, and I would not be surprised if the Chargers are able to run more effectively against Denver without him in the lineup. Malik Reed is on a hot streak and currently has more sacks than Shaq Barrett down in Tampa. Another big day from the pass rush will be needed in this game. Now we've got some X factors that could really shake up the outcome. One of the coolest coaches in the NFL Definitely not Vic Fangio, but Anthony Lynn is just two and four in six games against the Broncos. And those haven't been particularly good Broncos teams. Teams. Last year, the Broncos swept Los Angeles with one win coming from Flacco and the other coming from Drew Locke. So this would be Locke's first chance to beat a team for the second time in his career. I think these things matter. Just look at the mental edge the Chiefs have had over the Broncos. It would be nice for the Broncos to establish dominance over the Chargers to the point of fumbling flea flickers, throwing out routes five seconds too late, and being simultaneously frightened and turned on at the sight of thunder. Then we've got a sex factor. Who's better looking between the two quarterbacks? Obviously, Herbert has Locke in the height department, and I'll give him the edge in the hair department too, but Herbert may actually be too tall for most women at six foot six, while Locke is in the sweet spot at six foot four. I also get the impression that neither of them can grow a beard. I ran some tests and found out that women on Tinder swipe right on Drew Locke 99.99% of the time, while Herbert was swiped right on just 99.98% of the time. A decisive victory for Locke. And my final X factor is the health of Brian Bulaga and Trey Turner for the Chargers. Both are game time decisions for Sunday. If Bulaga is out, that's a huge advantage for Bradley Chubb and Malik Reed, who have combined for six sacks in the last two weeks. Herbert is effective against pressure, as I stated. Oh shit, so maybe this is a strategy on the part of the Chargers. A booby trap, if you will. One of those things that sounds much better than it is. My final prediction, Chargers win 23-19. Sorry, Broncos. You're making me look stupid with my picks. Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Broncos. Subscribe here on YouTube for the most in-depth Broncos predictions on Earth. The season, the football season, is in full swing.
A lot like golf, but fun to watch. And the action is still unfolding, so head over to DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. With so many storylines across both professional and collegiate sports, this is the time to check out all that DraftKings Sportsbook has to offer. If you haven't tried the app yet, head to the App Store now, because you don't want to miss this. To celebrate the showdown in Happy Valley, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when placing a bet on either Ohio State or Penn State. Additionally, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. On top of those great sign-up offers, DraftKings offers great odds boosts every Sunday to help you make it rain. Like clouds. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick either Penn State or Ohio State, bet $1 on them and cash $100 if they win. That's $1 to $100 when you use promo code DNVR during sign-up for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 years or older. Colorado-only bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to 500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.